Morning prayer today begins on page three of the Book of Common Prayer. The hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. In lieu of the Venite, Psalm 95, found on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, Harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be world without end. Amen. Psalm 41 begins on page 391. Blessed is he that considereth the poor and needy, the Lord shall deliver him in the time of trouble. The Lord preserve him, and keep him, him alive, that he may be blessed upon the earth, and deliver not thou him in, into the will of his enemies. The Lord comfort him when he lieth sick upon his bed. Make thou all his bed in his sickness. I said, Lord, be merciful unto me. Heal my soul, for I have sinned against thee. My enemies speak evil of me. When shall he die and his name perish? And if he come to see me, he speaketh vanity, and his heart conceiveth falsehood within himself. And when he cometh forth, he telleth it. All mine enemies whisper together against me. Even against me do they imagine this evil. An evil disease, they say, say they, cleaveth fast unto him. And now that he lieth, he shall rise up no more. Yea, even mine own familiar friend whom I trusted, who did also eat of my bread, hath laid great weight for me. But be thou merciful unto me, O Lord. Raise thou me up again, and I shall reward them. By this I know thou favorest me, that mine enemy doth not triumph against me. And in my inno innocency thou upholdest me, and shalt set me before thy face forever. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, world without end. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
Here begins the 21st chapter of the second book of Kings. Manasseh was 12 years old when he became king, and he reigned 55 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Hephzibah, and he did evil in the sight of the Lord, according to the abominations of the nations whom the Lord had cast out before the children of Israel. For he rebuilt the high places which Hezekiah his father had destroyed. He raised up altars for Baal and made a wooden image as Ahab, king of Israel, had done. And he worshipped all the host of heaven and served them. He also built altars in the house of the Lord, of which the Lord had said, In Jerusalem I will put my name. And he built altars for all the host of heaven in the two courts of the house of the Lord. Also he made his son pass through the fire, practiced soothsaying, used witchcraft, and consulted spiritists and mediums. He did much evil in the sight of the Lord to provoke him to anger. He even set a carved image of Asherah that he had made in the house of which the Lord had said to David and to Solomon his son, In this house and in Jerusalem, which I have chosen out of all the tribes of Israel, I will put my name forever, and I will not make the feet of Israel wander any more from the land which I gave their fathers, only if they are careful to do according to all that I have commanded them, and according to all the law that my servant Moses commanded them. But they paid no attention, and Manasseh seduced them to do more evil than the nations whom the Lord had destroyed before the children of Israel. And the Lord spoke by his servants the prophets, saying, Because Manasseh, king of Judah, has done these abominations, he has acted more wickedly than all the Amorites who were before him, and has also made Judah sin with his idols. Therefore, thus says the Lord God of Israel, Behold, I am bringing much, such calamity upon Jerusalem and Judah, that whoever hears of it, both his ears will tingle. And I will stretch over Jerusalem the measuring line of Samaria and the plummet of the house of Ahab. I will wipe Jerusalem as one wipes a dish, wiping it and turning it upside down. So I will forsake the remnant of my inheritance and deliver them into the hand of their enemies. And they shall become victims of plunder to all their enemies because they have done evil in my sight and have provoked me to anger since the day their fathers came out of Egypt, even to this day. Moreover, Manasseh shed very much innocent blood till he had filled Jerusalem from one end to another, besides his sin by which he made Judah sin in doing evil in the sight of the Lord. Now the rest of the acts of Manasseh, all that he did and the sin that he committed, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Judah? So Manasseh rested with his fathers and was buried in the garden of his own house, in the garden of Uzzah. Then his son Ammon reigned in his place. Ammon was 22 years old when he became king, and he reigned two years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Meshulameth, the daughter of Haraz of Jotba. And he did evil in the sight of the Lord, as his father Manasseh had done. So he walked in all the ways that his father had walked. And he served the idols that his father had served and worshipped them. He forsook the Lord God of his fathers and did not walk in the way of the Lord. Then the servants of Ammon conspired against him and killed the king in his own house. But the people of the land executed all those who had conspired against King Ammon. Then the people of the land made his son Josiah king in his place. Now the rest of the acts of Ammon, which he did, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the kings of Judah? And he was buried in his tomb in the garden of Uzzah. Then Josiah, his son,
lesson. Benedictus S. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Begins the Epistle to the Colossians. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, and Timothy our brother, to the saints and faithful brethren in Christ who are in Colos. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We give thanks to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of your love for all the saints, because of the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, of which you heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel, which has come to you, as it has also in all the world, and is bringing forth fruit, as it is also among you since the day you heard and knew the grace of God in truth, as you also learn from Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf, who also declared to us your love in the Spirit. For this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power for all patience and long suffering with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of his love, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him, and he is before all things, and in him all things consist. Here ends the second lesson. Together the Benedictus. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and to remember his holy covenant, perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. Now, child, shall be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, 
give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins. Through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O God, our refuge and strength, who art the author of all godliness, be ready, we beseech thee, to hear the devout prayers of thy church, and grant that those things which we ask faithfully we may obtain effectually through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults for enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy covenants may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning. Today's readings are mark both an ending and a beginning. Today in the Old Testament, Manasseh's actions guarantee the end of the house of Judah, while in the New Testament we are begin beginning two weeks in the letter to the Colossians. On Saturday we had the death of Hezekiah, the king who reigned 29 years and was described Thursday as he, as one who did what was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that his father had done. He was the next to last, last good earthly king of Judah and of the house of David. Hezekiah's death, today we have his son Manasseh, who was 12 years old when he became king. This is Manasseh born into the tribe of Judah in the genealogy of 1 Chronicles. This is not the Manasseh 
younger son of Joseph, grandson of Jacob, who founded one of the 12 tribes of Israel. Our Old Testament reading says, much as it did for all the kings of the northern kingdom and 12, 16 of the 20 kings of the southern kingdom, he did evil in the sight of the Lord according to the abominations of the nations whom the Lord has cast out before the children of Israel. In one sense, Manasseh is far worse than most kings of Judah. They committed acts of omission, leaving the high places alone, not getting rid of idols. But Manasseh was not passive in his idolatry, but active and aggressive. He reversed all the good that his father had done, including rebuilding the high places that Hezekiah destroyed, raising up altars for Baal, with Ahab, Jezebel's wife, as his role model, and displaying an image of Asherah, the pagan fertility goddess, inside Solomon's temple. This passage also says he shed very much innocent blood, perhaps meaning that like Ahab, he killed faithful prophets of the Lord. The story of Manasseh is also told in 2 Chronicles 33, where it makes a similar charge. So Manasseh seduced Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem to do more evil than the nations whom the Lord had destroyed before the children of Israel. However, there's one additional episode about Manasseh in this chapter of Chronicles. In addition to what King says, in Chronicles, it says that he was captured by the Assyrian army and taken to Babylon. In response, Manasseh implored the Lord his God and humbled himself greatly before the God of his fathers and prayed to him. In response, God restored Manasseh to his throne in Jerusalem when Manasseh undid most of his mistakes. Such repentance is impressive, but apparently not enough. First, we have the two-year rule of Manasseh's son Amon, who does all the evil of Manasseh, but as Chronicles reports, never repents. Tomorrow, Ammon is replaced by his own son, Josiah. Josiah is a good king, the last good earthly king of the house of David. While Josiah does many good things as his great-grandfather Hezekiah had done, it isn't in us, as Manasseh's disobedience has sealed Judah's fate. Both today and on Wednesday, we hear that Manasseh's evil has caused God to visit his wrath on Judah, and end the kingship promised to David and his descendants. As with the northern kingdom, the unfaithfulness of the rulers of the southern kingdom makes the fall of Jerusalem inevitable. When Manasseh dies, it's been 80 years since the end of the northern kingdom and the capture of its people by the Assyrians. Less than 60 years after his death, the Babylonians will destroy Solomon's great temple in all Jerusalem, and the people of Jerusalem will be taken into captivity. We also know that despite such a crushing and total defeat, that a faithful remnant remains, with prophets such as Daniel, Ezekiel, Zechariah, and Malachi. In less than three weeks, we'll be hearing how Malachi, as well as the earlier Jeremiah and Isaiah, will be sharing God's promise of a much greater and eternal kingdom, led by the King of Kings. In our New Testament, we're beginning our two weeks in St. Paul's Episcopal to the Church at Colossae which we'll finish the Saturday after Thanksgiving, just before the Sunday next before Advent, which looks forward to that crucial period of the liturgical year. As testified by chapter four of this letter, it's one of four epistles written by Paul while in prison, and its content has key parallels to both Ephesians and Philemon. It was written by Paul two or three decades after the crucifixion. N.T. Wright, today's leading Pauling scholar in the Anglican world, and perhaps all of Christendom, argues for an earlier date. That would mean that he was imprisoned at Ephesus rather than the first Roman imprisonment. 
In the opening sentences, Paul is praising the new church plant at Colossae and the good reports he has heard. First, he says, of your, he commends your faith in Christ Jesus and your love for all the saints. Next, he, he commends them for their faith and hope in the truth of the gospel and the grace it promises to God's people. He commends them for bearing fruit, a horticultural metaphor that would be familiar to his reading, readers, and continue, encourages them to continue to be fit, fruitful and give thanks to the Father for delivering all Christians from the power of darkness and conveying them to Christ's eternal kingdom. The last three verses of today's reading promise the premise for tomorrow's reading and the rest of the letter, one that N.T. Wright summarizes as conveying the centrality and supremacy of Jesus Christ. Another commentary says that this passage develops what is sometimes called a cosmic Christology. Jesus Christ is the Lord of the universe and one who reconciles all things in heaven and on earth. So in six weeks, when we we hear about the angels proclaiming God's glory with the birth of Jesus in Bethlehem. Let us recall what we learn over the next two weeks from St. Paul about his centrality and supremacy in our lives and, in fact, in the whole universe. We now continue on page 18 of the Book of Common Prayer. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldst be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold a faith in unity of spirit and the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or state. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we then unworthy servants do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end.
Amen. O Lord, raise up, we pray thee, thy power, and come among us, and with great might succor us, that whereas through our sins and wickedness we are sore let and hindered in the running the race that is set before us, thy bountiful grace and mercy may speedily help and deliver us. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us this morning. Hope you have a great Monday and great start to your week. Thanks, Joel. Thank you, Joel. Thank you. Have a wonderful day, everybody. The meditation, Joel. Thank you.